September 26th and 27th is the third annual Manitoba Podcast Festival. This year's event takes place exclusively online, and you can participate for free. Visit the Manitoba Podcast Festival on social media for more information as we get closer to the date. Winnipeg Sean Burns and Lost Country are proud to announce their new album, We Got a Lot of Trucking to Do, which is comprised of some of the Earth's greatest truck-driving country music songs. It was recorded at the Times Change High and Lonesome Club in Winnipeg, and it will be available on September 4th via seanburns.bandcamp.com. Hey folks, this is Monty from the band Loiter here. Just wanted to personally invite you down to the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue in front of the new Best Western Premier Hotel. At Beer Boutique, we specialize in local craft beer and carry a large selection of coolers and ciders. We've also recently expanded our gluten-free options. Next time you're in the area, be sure to stop by and say hi. We love talking local brews and local tunes. Get up up your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, this is a bit of an unusual uh, episode in the sense that we have five people on a remote call. Usually when this happens, it's horrible and we get like just ridiculous feedback and everyone cutting each other off and, and cutting each other's volumes out, but it looks like you guys have figured out the technology to make this actually work, which is very exciting. We're fucking high tech, man. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can tell, I can tell, yeah, yeah. It took uh, all evening, but... <laughs> but it worked, right? I mean, I can hear you and nothing bad has happened yet, so we're only a couple a minute into it, but... You never know. The night is young, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the best way to get this started, because there's five of you here, and uh, is to put a name to the voice. So if you want to kind of go around the table you have there and introduce yourselves and the instrument you play in the band, we can take it from there. Whichever direction you choose. Perfect. I'll start over here. Sure. I'm Cody. I play drums with these bunch of hooligans. I'm Kendra. I play bass. What's up? I'm Evan. I uh, uh, hit the mic. He means he sings. Wow, what a guy. <laughs> He's uh, not I'm, in the band anymore. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm Bo. Uh, Bo Newfeld. I'm the new guitar player. Cool. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm the other less new guitar player. Okay. And, and, I mean, there definitely have been some changes in the band since last time you were on the show, which was, I think, a couple of years ago now. And uh, But the core, I mean, there's still three of you of the five who were, were in the band then. And you guys seem to be, like, the kind of core members who have gone through the various iterations of this group. So, I guess, can you give me a little bit of background as to what sort of happened? And not in regards to the new record and everything, but, you know... How many changes have happened since that time? Um, well, yeah, obviously last time we talked, excuse me. Yeah, we had a couple of different members and it wasn't, uh, it just wasn't working out. I just don't think they were the right fit for us. They were great musicians and everything, but I just think for what we wanted, it was a different direction. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, from there, oh, what happened after that? We had uh, Kyle come in. And join, and then after just... I failed the first audition, <laughs> <laughs> That's did, did that actually happen? Did you actually fail the first audition? I did, and uh, the guy replaced was the guy who they took instead of me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not salty. About He's it not even better about it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. He's not holding some secret grudge that'll come out three years from now or something. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Jesse Miller was in the band for a while, who I'm sure anyone who listens to this podcast probably knows. Right, he's in a lot of bands, uh, yeah, yeah. And knowing Jesse, you know, he's in like a million projects, so it was just, it was a little busy for him. So then we got Bo join, and cool. here we are now. Because, yeah, it did seem like for a while, every time I saw a photo of you guys, there was a different member or two. Seems like yeah, you had a lot no. of people. We were spending so much money on promo photos. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess, like, just to, no, I don't want to dwell on the lineup thing, like, for the whole time here, but I, I guess what were you looking for in sort of a uh, final version of the lineup? Like, what, what, what do these guys, these new guys bring to the table uh, that kind of works for, for your sound? Yeah, I think we were just, like, we're just looking, f- like, for people who just fit the right sound, could also d- uh, do everything we needed for the studio, uh, also time commitment, um, and just time in people's lives, too, I think. Like, it just it worked out this way. And uh, it's crazy the amount of lineup changes we've had, considering we were the same four-piece for... Five years, I think. Yeah, oh, wow. five yeah. years. And then uh, now it's been five different people in the band since then, I think. It's a lot. But I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you've. Uh, I oh. think I think last time you said you had figured out the final version of the band too. So who knows? Hopefully these guys stick around, right? <laughs> oh, touche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, I think, I think Kyle's earned his, his core badge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still new. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so he's, he's on probation. It's a probation period for him, right? Um, so. We obviously the, the new record is something that, that we have to talk about because uh, I know you guys have been working on it for a while. I've kind of been hearing things on social media and stuff for for you know at least a year now, um, probably more of all the different things that have been happening. And I mean, you guys recorded with a very high profile producer, uh, so that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I kind of kind of hoping you can just give some background on how this even happened because you know. A lot of bands in Winnipeg that I talk to on the show make records. Not all of them go somewhere else and record with a guy who's worked with, you know, like Rage Against the Machine and Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. So, uh, yeah, how did that come about with G-G-Garth? Um, we were we were originally going to tour BC and then record. Yeah, Why we were going to do, do we we're going to do a two week tour and then we were going to record in BC, kind of live off the floor. Uh, I can't even remember what studio that was. And then the price just kind of changed last minute. So then I was just looking around and I came across uh, a number that was 1-800-ROCK. Okay. That's that's legit his phone number. Uh, it doesn't seem like enough available. characters, though. Um, was it just like rock with a bunch of O's in it or something? I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, that's a good point. I don't know. But it was something It was something weird. And then uh, I just called him up and he's like, yeah, it sounds like uh, you guys know what you're doing. Uh, let's do it. And I was like, okay and honestly god that was it like and then we were just planning to go to bc i think that was in january february where that call happened and then i think we were there in june then yeah. yeah it was like a year a year after a year prior so it was like a year and a few months okay and we, but yeah it was just one of those things where like you never know what'll happen when you reach out yeah yeah it seems like it should be way harder to get someone of that caliber <laughs> than just call a one hundred so. number, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Just, <laughs> just just call his one hundred number that we just gave everybody. Yeah, he's gonna get times are tough. Phone calls now. Yeah. <laughs> So what was that experience like, though? I mean, obviously, you know, like, I know you guys recorded stuff in in the past, but this is, I mean, obviously someone who who really knows what he's doing and has all this experience working with, you know, million-selling artists and stuff. Like, what was the experience like? Was it was it very uh, overly professional or was it really chill or what was he like to work with it was super chill it was professional at the same time but super chill he made us feel really comfortable um it was just like working with anybody else that you would work with um you know he did some things a little bit differently than what i've experienced in the past like for me personally when i was recording drums he was right there in the room with me and that's something i hadn't experienced and it was uh 
it was just really cool, honestly, having him right there and being like, oh, no, that beat was off just a little bit. We're going to rewind it, come back in, do that. You know, it was just, yeah, it was uh, awesome. Yeah, he was really laid back and, like, made you feel really at home recording your parts, but he was also not, uh, like, he does things his way kind of thing. Sure. He was really good about making you feel at home doing it, but just putting his foot down and be like, we're doing it this way kind of thing. And uh, I don't really have, like, an example of kind of thing, uh, like, uh, yeah, next next person. <laughs> <laughs> it's also I think to that point it was tough to uh like when he was like it should be this way, it was hard to say like no, it should be this way. Um, right. because you know, he, he of who he's worked with. Um but at the same time I think there's only a few situations for me where I felt that. Um and I think I liked the way most of them came out afterwards. I don't know if you feel the same. He was pretty adamant on me using specific guitars he had in the studio that had a I don't know, thing called Evertune in. Oh yeah. Where when you note, you can't go past a certain pitch kind of thing, and it worked really great for doing rhythm guitar things. Then I was trying to do some some stuff on uh, lead guitar and it just wasn't working. And uh, he kind of tried pushing me into making it work, and then I <laughs> I had a little bit of a fit in the studio. <laughs> and, uh, I ended up using my own guitar, but I'm glad I did. I did record like most of my stuff on his guitars, though, and the record's probably better for it. Like, cool. guy knows. Uh, yeah. Was there uh, is there pressure working with a guy like that? Just because you know, kind of in the back of your head, while you're recording, who he's worked with and kind of the quality he has seen firsthand. So so much. Yeah. <laughs> First, but I found personally for me, once I I started actually getting into it and did a couple takes and and the pressure was off a little bit so to speak but it is always in the back of your mind for sure i mean you, you walk into his control room and just outside his control room is the the rage double platinum hanging oh wow there. it's like holy yeah. shit what am i doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's crazy for sure
Does having that, I mean, you know, obviously there's more to the record than just having that guy producing. You guys still have to have the songs and you still have to have the performances. But does having someone of that caliber having worked with you, obviously it's a selling feature for the record, right? I mean, the fact that, you know, he's a known, a very known quantity, especially in Canada. Um, mention it. We mention it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume you do, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, now that you've done it and now you have it in the you know it's, it's recorded and you're, you're going to be putting it out um, does it change the way you kind of want to sell yourselves as a band because you're obviously a local band and that's a big part of you know where you can be playing shows and the scene you're going to be uh, performing to but does having this sort of international connection now does that change how you want to present yourselves or are you still going to be the same band you were last year two years ago with different members <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> I think what's cool, even to, to your point with different members, is that we're still on the same track, same sound. Uh, like, I mean, obviously that always changes with with new guitar players. Sure. Um, but still the same idea, same plan, and and same style of music. And I think that took us a long time to figure out. Uh, but to answer your question about uh, having Garth on the team, essentially for what you're advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge, and I think that was our plan to go bigger than Winnipeg too, which every band needs to do, right? You got to sure. go bigger than your hometown, um, and it's been huge. Like every time I introduce us as a band, and then I just throw Garth's name on there, they're like, "Oh, I know Garth," and yeah, they have yeah. a story to tell, and boom, there's a new relationship out of that, and that opens like, doors for for shows and tours and everything, I guess too. Yeah, right. Name power isn't everything, but when they hear a name like that, it does get attention of people that it might not have gotten. Sure. If someone else's name on it. For sure. So I do have more questions about the new album, but I feel like uh, from, you know, again, watching your social media stuff, I need to ask about the uh, microphone incident. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I saw it it on social media. And like, it's not, obviously it's not hilarious, but it kind of is hilarious too. That like, so I need to know how that's hilarious. You can can say it, man. It was was totally hilarious. funny. So I I, I need a backstory here. Like how did, how did that happen? First of all, you broke your teeth, right? On the microphone. I broke my teeth. I broke my teeth on a microphone. (laughs) And (laughs) the first 30 seconds were not, maybe first three minutes were not. (laughs) And then after that, I could see the humor in it and I wasn't in a lot of pain. So it was fine. But, we are shooting a music video at the Park Theater, and I we're, we did a shot where Evan and I shared a microphone, and I stepped towards it. We finished the shot. The cameras were not rolling. Oh, that's too bad. And I said, we should do it like this, and I stepped towards the mic and stepped on the, the like round base of it, and it hit me in the teeth with a rake. It is a big microphone, <laughs> and it broke both my front two teeth. Oh. And I could fit a drinking straw between them. <laughs> I love crazy. that you use the rake analogy, though. It makes it even funnier. It just oh, makes it, it makes it so it's visual it's when you tell that story. Yeah, like, yeah. And to add the salt to the wound, we had a live stream for Bankside Music Festival two days later. <laughs> my, I've been going to the same dentist for my entire life, and they fixed me up. On it happened on 
Wednesday night and they had me fixed up by Friday and the live stream was Saturday. So thankful for them. That's pretty quick, especially during a pandemic too, right? <laughs> yeah. And they were, they were like really, they were operating really well during the pandemic and they've, they've done three touch-ups and I'm going again Saturday for like just a checkup and yeah. a, a little corner touch-up and then yeah. we should be good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever consider just leaving it like to be more rock and roll or whatever? Uh, I <laughs> For a split second, yeah. and I actually had a few people suggest it. They're like, "It's really high fashion. It's a nice gap." No. I'm like, ah, no, no, no. <laughs> not intentional. People aren't your friends. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were trying to make me feel better. How was the microphone? Did it get any damage, or was it just the teeth? Not damaged. It at brand all. new. <laughs> that was a, somehow it looks better than it did it, before. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> that was the first time we ever used that mic. It's it's Kyle's, and so. Why don't you tell us about that mic? Well, it's a fancy mic, right? It's like it's like a it's kind of like one of those like vintage kind of big ass mics, but like sure, I think probably five years ago they released the anniversary edition of it. They only made like four thousand fifty of them or four thousand five hundred of them or something. Uh, and I worked in a music store at the time, and I thought it was just like the coolest looking mic, so I got one. And really haven't really used it since. I brought it out, like, <laughs> dusted the dust off, handed it to them, and uh, it hasn't seen light of day since. Maybe it never will again. It's know. definitely cursed. It's cursed. Yeah, it yeah. it in the backyard. <laughs> it makes for a good story, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. It definitely so <laughs> I'm glad I asked because I had to. I, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I, I laughed, and then I saw the photo, and then I felt really bad for laughing. <laughs> didn't, didn't you get a memo that you weren't allowed to ask that question? Oh, I, I, I'm sure you ask about it about every interview you do from now on. But uh, it's a good, it's a good you question. You're the first. You probably can't see now, but uh, you're the first interview we've done since it happened. <laughs> I have a nice foam cover on my microphone now that stays there. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mics are padded now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she puts windscreens on when we're playing inside now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the best, yeah. So I was thinking about this uh, before we, we started talking, and is this your first like full-length record as this band? Because I know you guys have been in other bands in the past and released things, and you've had songs come out, but is this the first actual album? I wouldn't say it's a... Like, it's it's just... It's not it's a full-length. It's an EP, an EP. right, right. right. Uh, okay, the first EP, a... this is the first EP, though, as this band, right? Like... Correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah the other one was under the autopilot name. Right. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is under Northern Royals, like on streaming services and stuff. But it was released as the autopilots. So yeah, this is our first uh, venture EP as Northern Royals. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Northern Royals debut EP, which is so weird to advertise because yeah. we have an EP out, but it's not Northern Royals, right? And we have three singles that came out that were Northern Royals, but they're not on an EP. Right. Right. Which is. It's not confusing, but it is weird to think that your first your first kind of formal release as Northern Royals, first of all, has this like super high profile producer, and you've been around for such a long time, and it feels like you've had music out. But this is yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I was trying to remember if you if I was missing something. I was like, is there was there a record? But there was the Autopilots one, and that and then then this. Yeah, and it's kind of the norm now. I think it's always been like when a band gets signed, which we haven't. Yeah. But like when a band gets signed, they they change their name and write new music and have a debut EP, even though they've been a band for fifteen years, right? It depends on the band, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that definitely has sure, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how 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 happy are you now with the recordings that that are done? I mean, now that you're uh, you know because again, it's your it's your basically your debut EP, and uh, you've been working at it for for years at this point. Like, how do you feel about the songs? Did they turn out the way you envisioned uh, in your minds before before going out to record them? 
They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so big. Yeah, the the first time we sat and listened to a playthrough of like a completed song, even like not even just very rough mix and granted I had had quite a few beers, but I was like <laughs> This sounds so fucking huge, you guys. Holy shit. You know, it was one of those. He was a few beers. I was a little intoxicated, but yeah, it was. I could not believe how it sounded, honestly. It's. Um, I, I I think it's finally at the point where, for me, like, I actually want to show people. Uh, <laughs> like, other people dig the old stuff, and that's awesome. But, like, even Kyle, when he came in, he, he loved Draw the Line. Uh, and. That's cool, but I, when I'm at a party or something and someone's like, hey, we want to listen to your music, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go in the other room while you do, Yeah, and I'll come back when you're done. It's such it, an awkward thing. <laughs> yeah. Even with this EP, I hate being in the same room. People are like, oh, look, it's your song. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm much, yeah. I'm much more willing with these songs yeah. than I was yeah, with anything in the past, to be honest. I'm not yeah. even on the record, but I just love showing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never shot away from people playing my stuff, yeah. <laughs> Does that you actually know, happen, and, though? People show up at parties and they're like, let me hear your music? That's the parties I go to. I yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> like, yeah. It has happened, yeah, yeah. for I sure. I got a lot of supportive friends. Uh, I yeah. got a lot of people parties that like someone will just throw either that or my other band on. Yeah, it, I always think it's weird. I'm super guilty because I'll throw on Love Tongues, Exomerta, yeah. like bands that we enjoy when we're with them all the time. And like I think uh, like Exomerta is really good about it, too. Like They're like, yeah, it's a good tune. I'm like, but then other people are like, especially Kyle, stop playing my shit. If I hear someone playing my tune, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, turn it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Did everyone forget that was still me playing on it? It's yeah. a yeah, smart like, move. As long as I'm not the one who puts it on, it's okay. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different conversation yeah. altogether. Right? Most yeah. embarrassing side of that is when you're the one playing the Spotify shuffle and then your own song comes on. <laughs> your own mix. Yeah, Whoops. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how'd this get here? Well, as long as you have merch to sell, right? As long as you can be like, oh, oh yeah, by the way, this is <laughs> here's a t-shirt. We gotta have more parties here with a merch table set. Yeah, up. yeah, for sure. And just just coincidentally have your songs playing on the, <laughs> the background the whole time. Table just everywhere a, we go. Just a pop-up <laughs> merch table. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant idea. It's actually genius. Pop it up at the grocery store. A backpack table. Yeah, that's like a big. That's a modern day fanny pack. Yeah, like folds out and holds your stuff. I love it. And you could just always wear your own merch. And then that way, if anyone wanted to see it, you could just look at this. I got a hoodie and a t-shirt and a hat. And... Another thing that I they don't like doing, stuff. I love doing that. I love wearing my own band stuff. Agreed. <laughs> I, but I feel weird about it. It has to be oh, tasteful. A lot of my favorite bands do it. So fucking it can only be one member of the band per show. Oh, I'd I never wear my own Not shit at shows. Yeah, that's uh, Foo Fighters, it. Taylor Hawkins wore his shirt for a show and it was That's awesome. Maiden, like, well, that guy can't afford a lot of shirts, too. It seems like he would, you know, maybe have other options, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, his other options, no shirt. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
got the feeling tonight Oh If you're feeling the love So when is this actually coming out? Do you have a release date at this point? Well, it was supposed to be coming out a while ago already. I think the original release date was, what, May 30th? May 30th or 31st? 30th, Ooh, May 30th. Actually, yeah, it was 30th. Uh, okay. And uh, then, go figure, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, ten, like, I think the upcoming release date is, correct me if I'm wrong, October 9th? October you got 9th. it! Really? Ding, 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 ding. Park Theater. Cool. With Lux and Liabilities. You got it. Cool, cool. And you're hoping, obviously, that the 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 COVID thing will be a little bit less shitty by then, right? I mean, uh, yes. October's getting closer and closer, and things are getting worse and worse. Yeah, remaining like, weirder and weirder all the time. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There, but at this point, I'm just hoping the venue is open come October. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. As long as we get in there and play a show and release the album that we've been made, want to release. Well, I mean, like, come. I think come October 9th. EP release show or not? Like, I think the music's coming to. out. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's about time. It'd be right? nice yeah. to do it properly, though. You yeah, know we got mean? like we got some people that yeah pushing us to release it. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, it's 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 pretty interesting. Uh, we have to release it because of Factor. Okay, okay. And we were supposed to release it in July, and they sent us a message like, "Hey, <clears throat> you gotta release this or like pay us back." Really? Yeah. That's kind of. But they were super cool. They were like, <laughs> "Hey, man." since covid like if you need an extension just let us know yeah so i sent them like a new plan and they're like yeah cool that's great and uh so then um if we basically have to release it now show or not even if there's no people i guess we could do like a live stream maybe yeah yeah to but, backtrack on that a touch we were lucky enough to be the recipients of a factor grant for this ep thank yeah you. which yes thank you so much we were very thankful that's for awesome it. yeah a huge, huge help. Disclaimer. Major boost. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, you know, everyone's been, you know, everyone I've had on the show for the past, like, three or four months at least has been talking about how the pandemic has affected them. You're all in the same room right now. So, obviously, you're, you're able to get together. You're able to play music. How, aside from the delaying the release of the record, how has this whole COVID thing affected you guys? How about your wedding? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, it wasn't really, that was a like pre-covid kind of as it was happening but it was what okay, like, yeah. kicked it all off from us not playing me me Cody, and kendra were in mexico for my wedding and we got back march 16th okay sorry cody kendra and i thank you Kyle. <laughs> grammar dude grammar right. police over here uh <laughs> we got back march 16th which the day they stopped sending out flights for vacations so just in time and uh then i think we we had to quarantine for two weeks yeah there's no rehearsal, obviously. And then Three I, week vacation. I think we took a couple of months off from rehearsal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like I eased in. Like I, I think like you three got together, kind of asking me like, "Hey, you want to come down?" Like I live on the same street as them, uh, but uh, it took me a while for like cause I was just it, at my house. I wasn't working or anything. 
I was just playing Animal Crossing like, all the time. Playing sweet. <laughs> like I personally, I didn't really want to leave my house. Uh, then we had to do this. Uh, but uh, like once we like we waited till it was kind of like things were easing back before I came here. And I think the week after, Bo came back. Okay. I think we'll get back one before. You. I was gonna say to that point though, yeah. surprise. But it was sweet though too because I feel like I joined this band and then immediately had like all this time off. And I yeah. wish every job I took could start with like two months of fucking holidays. That was awesome. Yeah, I came in for like, a jam or two and they're like, oh, okay, I won't see you guys forever now for a while. So. Yeah. Well, we had yeah, we had one show February twenty third, right? And then we left March 9th for Evan's wedding in Mexico. And we got back the 16th, and then it was like two months of quarantine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess to answer your question for real, finally, it was uh, it's affected us. It was weird in the beginning. Now we're getting together in our kind of small circle here. Yeah. Still, you know, kind of watching ourselves and what everything we do here a little bit. Everything's just weird, man. Everything's harder to do, and yeah, it's you know it's just nice to be able to meet up with the band and uh, you know do things in our circle at least. It's yeah. definitely affected us, like gig wise. Uh, playing gigs to like limited amounts of people it's yeah. definitely harder to like get really engaged with the crowd when they're all like fucking sitting at tables and shit uh, can't not dance. allowed to dance like, yeah yeah stuff, but, uh, i don't know it's still regardless of that like i would take that over playing no live shows and showing people our music right. and stuff yeah. like, Agreed. i'm always down to play live shows regardless like we're making it work so good on yeah, we're all making our, it all work, great yeah. venues for doing that. Yeah. yeah, and I was gonna say I feel super lucky. We've been one of the bands that's been fortunate enough to be. We did a fundraiser for the Park Theater. We got asked to play Bankside, Hoot Owls. So we've actually been fairly busy. This, sh- well, not super Rising busy, game. but we've actually been good on shows, stage a few quality times shows for, for a lot of well, few good shows. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of bands out there that haven't been able to do that this summer. So I'm thankful for that as well. Definitely. Did Bankside the, was our first live stream too, so that was a sweet opportunity. It was supposed to just be a festival, and then yeah. turned into our first live stream. And cool. your teeth were fixed. Yeah, and my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, cameras. They were the star of the show, man. They kept zooming in on our teeth. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, obviously this sucks for everyone. A lot of people aren't getting shows and not able to tour. They're not able to even get together. Some bands, but. How does this feel for you guys just having knowing that you have this record that's been you've been working on forever and you went through this whole process of, of going leaving Winnipeg to record it and, and and years and years really like putting into this and then you just can't release it. Like how frustrating is that? Extremely frustrating. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was kinda awesome actually. It's nice to have the extra time to plan a little more yeah, for sure. this EP release. Because we want it to be like a spectacle it, i want it to be a big show and it was feeling like we were crunched for time so that part of it has been nice but at the same time it's very frustrating yeah. it's, it's like getting ready for a test and then the teacher comes into class and they're like by the way test is going to be next week yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> you have to get one more week to that's, get ready for this shit that's, that's, a, a, great, perfect that's a great way to, that's a really yeah. good analogy yeah i like that <laughs> i cramped all night yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but now you got two nights of cramming. You got a whole week. So you got one night of cramming, six days to totally so forget cool. it all, and then one more night to cram. Uh, I think another thing was uh, I was already like we recorded it in what July and our plan June. Was, June. Sorry, June. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're so plan. wrong. Our plan was to record it or to release the EP in what did I say May thirtieth, thirty first. 
And even then, when we kind of came back from DC, I was like, oh, I don't even want to sit on these songs that long. Like, that even yeah. seems like, but which, it was appropriate. We had, like, a release plan. And uh, since then, um, I don't know, I feel like we're pushing, like, I'm, it's coming closer and closer. And I'm, like, I feel we have Creeping up. I know, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's creeping uh, up. It, I almost feel like there's not enough time for what kind <laughs> of there are, like, single and video releases and stuff. Um, but I'm, regardless, I'm glad it's finally coming out. <laughs> I'm so like bouncing about it. <laughs> yeah. it. It's also weird that like we've heard these songs for like like almost we're well, coming on three years. I yeah, guess. yeah. Like, some of them two. when two. we started planning yeah. June. Well, I two. guess some of them would be two, 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 three. Oh, okay. sure. Yeah, all two. <laughs> um, so wrong, Evan. <laughs> thin ice, dude. You're on thin ice. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's weird because like we're writing new songs and we're like we're these songs are old songs. And then we released the song and video. People were like, whoa, this song's crazy good. And you're like, yeah, like it's old two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird because, like, yeah, we're working on this new stuff. Then you go, like, we play a sh- like, a, like one of these shows, and it's like, we're like, we got to focus on playing the new stuff, which, mm-hmm. you know, our heads are still like, it's already, yeah. the, already the old stuff. Yeah. And we haven't, stuff even, we haven't, haven't even released it yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
But I guess the, the pandemic and this, this kind of like forced break means that at least you're not you haven't been playing it as much lately. <laughs> if that's like a, yeah, a enough, maybe yeah. a bonus, you know, it's it's not like you're playing it once a week or something uh, in front of an audience, right? So for most people hearing it when you had, do play it live, it's going to be maybe not the first time if they've seen you before, but it'll be still fairly fresh for them, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, another thing during the pandemic, we kind of we realized we didn't have any upcoming shows, so we didn't have to worry about. Uh, Getting like a set ready, like getting all the in, like uh, the intervals between the sets go go and stuff. Uh, so we kind of did just kind of sit down and focus on writing new tunes. And we we have like what six or we got seven. a new EP ready. Oh, really? Really? Seven new tunes on the board, man. I'm gonna call Garth. We've got a one hundred number. You can call him anytime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Takes just, a year and a half. Let's get our date now. <laughs> That's not a bad problem to have, though, having a bunch of extra songs in the bag. Because I mean, you know, it's, but depending how how long this lasts for, you might you might need that. You might need to be sitting around recording at home if you can't. Assuming we've, this we've never had that problem. Like uh, even when we went to to BC, like because of the member changes and stuff, we were hoping for like you know fifteen songs and pick five. We had like like four and a half written. I was writing lyrics on the plane out to BC. For one of those teams, yeah, you know I what writing, I mean? I was writing solos like nonstop. Like I get them to bounce me files of just the like the drums, guitar in BC. In, in BC like, oh really? Okay, like, yeah, I gotta record a solo today. Like give me like I don't know, fuck like six hours, and I just figure it out and like write a solo there, just like a madman listening to the thing on, on my cell phone. It wasn't the best way. That is absolutely the best way to write. I, like, yes and no. Like, it was kind of like fire on the right ass. Yeah, like, feel I that fire. Use that fire, man. But also, you did a solo that you practiced that day, and it was the first take yeah, of that song. That nice. Fresh. But, uh, yeah, I think next time we go in, I'd like to have the shit way more rehearsed so we don't, like, we don't have to dig around like that, and I could just chill. Like not be stressed. That comes down to member changes kind of played a part in that unpreparedness. Right. Yeah, I take no responsibility. Um, so. yeah, I'm not part of that. <laughs> no, no, it's all Kyle's fault. There were a yeah. lot of circumstances, but hey, no I'm, I'm happy with the end result. Not that's good. That's that's what you want, right? You want to be happy with the end result, and like you know, hopefully people will get to hear it sooner rather than later. I mean, hopefully your show doesn't get well. Like you said, you have to release it anyway. But I mean, I think everyone is sort of hoping that shows come back in a in a bigger way than they are now. It's great that you can. St- you can do some shows with limited audiences and weird distancing, but it's it's different, right? It's it's not quite the same. So I hope that by the time you're trying to release it, things will have eased off a bit, and you can actually have a decent sized dancing crowd for your show. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think the goal has always been to pack the place. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. And now it's like that is the opposite. Well, we might get <laughs> half if we're lucky. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, like I've been, I've been to the park, I've been to the park for a show since it reopened in in the current format. But it was Scott Nolan, so it was very chill. It was, you know, it was was essentially a folk show, and it worked amazingly well for sitting down and watching. Yeah, that'd be the perfect environment to do the show the way they do. It was fantastic, but you guys are a little bit different, uh, you know, energy wise, right? And so, yeah, yeah, you you kind of need that. I assume you you thrive off the crowd kind of energy as well, right? Absolutely, Absolutely, man. It was weird for me to. I was like running around, jumping off my amplifier and stuff, and people were like. Like fifty people there. People are politely small. clapping. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not not able to get out of their chairs. All sitting at like round like banquet tables on the floor. Like I feel like oh, it was like it was a weird. Yeah, it was it was, it was a different thing, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. It's weird to have that kind of like energy on stage when you don't have those people like reacting to it. And, you kind and, of feel and like feeding it back to you the way you're expecting it. Yeah. The way you usually that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll say it, it's it's still a show though, like uh, oh, for sure. you know, and and I see I totally agree with the guy you're saying, obviously. But um, when you're watching an action movie sitting on your couch, I mean, it's still awesome, right? Sure. And like I've gone to shows where I just did not feel like standing; I was tired or whatever, and watch a band kill it on stage with tons of energy. Oh yeah, and I still we'll talk about that band for forever, right? I do that too, uh, but that's because I'm old. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like We're you know, old, so yeah. Yeah. Every, I don't need you to feed me energy, Evan. I need like the rest of the crowd to feed me energy. That's what I'm saying. Like with the you crowd, put your feet up. It's fine. You earn it. With the crowd <laughs> sitting there, like you know, you just put on a show. Like it's like there's a million people watching you, and they're going crazy. Yeah. So going back to what you just said, though, how do you normally watch action movies? Are you usually like on your feet, yelling at the screen? Yeah, I, I try to mimic everything I see on camera. You mean you don't watch them that way? Throwing popcorn at the yeah, yeah. You should see me watch Die Hard. I'm an animal. Yeah. <laughs> broken glass, like spreads out all living room. I've, I've broken through so many air vents trying to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So no for people who haven't heard you before, I mean, I'm assuming most people you know listening to the show will be tuning in because they, they they like your music or they're curious about it. But if someone's hearing about you for the first time on this podcast, what's the best way to find out more information about you know when upcoming shows are happening or where they can get the record? You know, they might be out by the time they hear this. NorthernRoyals.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Those will probably be your three best bets. Or not a .ca. No, no not a .gov no either. We're international. <laughs> We're international. I love Canada. <laughs> We're on Twitter, too. Yeah. We're on Twitter as well. .ca. A couple of us are on Tinder. I won't say who. <laughs> one Only one of us is on Twitter. Only one of us is on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Facebook and Instagram probably be the two best places. Yeah, Facebook.com slash Northern Royals, Instagram.com slash Northern Royals. Awesome. Same and, with Twitter. And then one more time before we before we uh, sign off here, what are the details of the show that's uh, so far is still happening? October 9th, Park Theater, uh, Lux Liabilities, Northern Royals. That's our EP release. And yeah, we're going to put on a show. Uh, limit to 100 capacity, uh, no dancing. Uh, everyone tickets? Has to sit. Dancing part for sure. tickets will be on uh, what's that called Eventbrite through Park Theater no physical tickets Yeah, but contact any of the bands if you want to buy awesome or go to the website but but act quickly how no matter how you get through your tickets they are only 100 yeah it's limited right yeah yeah like our family members have already taken up like fuck like 20 <laughs> only 20 for all the sales, yeah. there's only 100 left you're My not hustling better. hard enough if your family members only have 20 it's 5 of you Run another ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not on sale yet, but they will be soon. Like I said, I hope I hope you get I hope things are have eased up and you can get a big crowd because you know, like you're playing a style of music that kind of really 
depends on having the, the good crowd reaction for for the full experience, right? So, uh, but I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm glad the record's finally coming out because, I, like I said at the beginning, I've been hearing a lot of uh, things online and from some of you about you know the making of it and 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 seeing the singles come out and the, the, the recent video and stuff. And it's nice to see that it's finally like you know coming to a an ending, which is actually more of a beginning for you because now you have to promote those songs and play shows and pretend they're not old songs and <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. do everything from there. But thank you. Yeah, I'm pumped to finally get it out there. Right on. Reminiscing on the top 